Hey, strong and beautiful moms out there. Welcome to Daily Mom Joy with Relly. I have a question for you. Have you ever been on vacation or a special outing and you had the movie reel of exactly how you wanted that evening to go or that event to go? And then the complete opposite of that happens, aka real mom shit happens. You got dressed up. You imagine yourself laughing and smiling and having a good time with your spouse or your partner or your children or friends, family, whoever. You could close your eyes and literally see everybody's faces and what that evening is going to look like. And while we understand in the back of our minds that real mom shit is inevitable, we secretly hope that this time the Pinterest expectation versus reality for once works in our favor. We all know what that is, right? Pinterest, expectation versus reality. And then the external variable happens. Good old disappointment sets in after that. Has that ever happened to you? Well, it just happened to me a couple of days ago. So I thought I'd share this with you because I'm pretty sure I'm not alone. So we recently went on vacation to visit some good friends of ours. It was out of state. We are all on vacation mode. So... The great thing about vacation mode is that when everyone is on the same mindset, everyone helps because we're all on the same mindset that we're going to have a good time because we're on vacation. See how that works? It's like a rule that when people are around you and we're on vacation, we're just going to have a good time. So everyone supports the cause. So I get all dressed up. I've got my vacation mindset family ready to go. We go to dinner. First round of appetizers come out. I take my first bites, freaking delicious. Have a sip of wine, freaking delicious. As the evening progresses, I get validation that I'm experiencing my movie reel. I see my loved ones laughing. I see my friends laughing. I'm tasting the food that I was hoping to taste and enjoy. I'm feeling all pretty with my outfit and makeup done. My level of excitement is at like 20, you guys. And then, out of the corner of my eye, it happens. I see the signs that my toddler is about to have a full-blown meltdown, a.k.a. the real mom shit I was just talking about. Now, nobody else notices it because he's not loud yet. Let's face it, though. We're all moms. We have a keen sense of things. It's like sensing when the storms are coming in from the Gulf, right? There's just a change in the atmosphere. So for him, little changes in behavior that only I can tell. So he starts banging his trucks a little too hard, a little too hard for comfort there. He starts whining underneath his breath where only I can only hear it with my super mom hearing because we have those two. So fast forward 60 seconds later, and my toddler has gone from zero to 100 in less than 60 seconds, kind of like Fast and the Furious movies. So if you've never experienced a toddler meltdown, they're quite intense. And that's putting it lightly. There's a lot of screaming, a lot of crying, but it's at a different level. Like, have you ever accidentally sat on your remote control on the couch and instantaneously the volume goes from like 20 to 200 and then you feel like your eardrums are about to pop and the walls shake? That's basically what a meltdown sounds like, especially if you're in public. Actually, when you're in public, times that by 20, because now you have the level of other people's shaming and judgment. We can actually sometimes feel louder than the toddler himself. So 
Anyways, my toddler is in full meltdown mode. I've got people staring at me. It's kind of like being the lifeguard at a pool. You know, if someone's drowning, you know, drowning or, or um, needing help, they're all kind of looking at you to take care of the situation, right? So my fight and flight response kicks in and I have to do something about it. So long story short, I removed myself from the situation with my toddler. Now he's pretty strong, so he did resist arrest, but, uh, you know, before I put him in the vehicle, but he calmed down. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I was flustered. I was a hot, sweaty mess. My makeup and hair that I spent so much time on looked like I took a lap around a football field in 100-degree Florida weather. It sucked. There was nothing joyful about that. And I immediately identified my emotion as disappointment. My movie reel got derailed. My Pinterest image of expectation versus reality quickly adjusted to reality. But here's the thing. Even though I felt disappointment in the moment, and for some time after that, I'm not going to lie, I didn't pitch a tent and live there. Guys, I tell my clients this all the time. We have to honor our quote-unquote negative emotions in the moment. However, we can't pitch a tent and live there. Because if we do that, then we get consumed. That's when our joy gets robbed. That's when we begin to experience life as that emotion. So rather than defining the situation as disappointing, then the vacation turns into a disappointment. You see the difference? and the severity of impact? Now, has that ever happened where one scenario, one small snippet of time that was negative gets falsely generalized for the entire experience? And what kind of impact does that have for you? So for me, it would have said, oh, the entire vacation went to shit because my toddler had a meltdown at dinner one day. How many times do we do that to ourselves? We have one bad moment, that bad moment can turn into 10 bad years. Or we let one situation anger us that results in non-forgiveness. Relationships get impacted. How much do we allow disappointment to run our lives instead of simply acknowledging it, honoring it for what it is in the moment, and then letting it pass by? So you see, tackling disappointment is meaningful. Because this type of scenario that leads to disappointment has the power of killing your vacation joy or your joy, in my case, it was vacation, and derailing your plans, right? Derailing what your, what your standards were for that night or for that evening or for the scenario, whatever. Now, if you don't have a toddler or small child, this is still true for any other type of scenario that leads to disappointment. Now, I'm using my toddler meltdown as an example. I'm sure it's happened to you ladies out there. But ultimately, if you remove the toddler meltdown, you can insert whatever variable that has the power to derail you from your original expectation and give disappointment the green light to take over. So how do we make sure that we avoid pitching a tent and living in disappointment? I do this with two power tools, grace and gratitude. Number one, grace. Grace for me, grace for my toddler. Now, I may be pissed at him in the moment because let's face it, I'm freaking human. But then I start upping the grace, period. I give myself grace first by reminding myself 
that it's okay to feel disappointment in the moment. It's a natural emotion. It's okay to recognize that I had expectations of a lovely evening or even bigger expectations for how I would like my child to behave in public if it was a perfect world, but it isn't. He's got emotions too. And that's when I turn the grace over to him. I remind myself out loud, you guys, I have these discussions with myself out loud because again, there's power in our words. And when we say them out loud, they can escape into the back of our minds, into our subconscious, and get quickly replaced by other thoughts that are trying to shame or minimize our emotions. So I tell myself out loud, my toddler is out of schedule. We are in a different place, new environment, new surroundings. We've been go, go, go over the past few days, and he's been keeping up this whole time. And then I pull out power tool number two, gratitude. Guys, if we look hard enough, there's always gratitude to be found in any situation. So in moments like this, I elevate it because the disappointment is so intense. I need something greater than the emotion and gratitude is powerful. Now, I use three words that I started applying after watching um, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw up his name, <laughs> Nick Santanastasso. He's an inspirational uh, speaker. He's literally a walking medical miracle, guys. He was born with no legs, one arm. I mean, his stuff is great. And I watched him speak at an event, and I learned these three words, and I apply it to myself. Those three words are "I get to." So, in moments like this, I put away the "I need to do this" or that. I should feel grateful. I shouldn't be upset. You know, why is this happening? And I trade those things for I get to. I get to console my toddler. I get to show myself grace. I get to learn and grow as a human being through these situations. I get to honor my emotions. You see how that sounds like gratitude now? I just turned my problem into a blessing. I get to use this as a moment to pray for strength, to apply an affirmation or a mantra. I speak these words into existence because remember what we say to ourselves matters. And our word has the power to change the meaning to our quote unquote problem. My disappointment can transform into a moment for growth, a moment for spiritual awareness, a moment for emotional maturity, a moment for tool application. And now for me specifically, this moment just two days ago was a moment that I could share with you to be raw and open about when real mom shit happens and to hopefully reach one or many of you that have recently struggled with any kind of disappointment because none of us are exempt from being human. Now think about one recent moment where you felt disappointment, deep disappointment. Whether it was due to a toddler meltdown like me in the middle of a, a, a vacation that you were really looking forward to, or any other expectation that fell short and just made you feel defeated or weary or worthless. Maybe you had an expectation of where your level of health, wellness, or endurance would be at this stage in your life. Maybe you had a weight goal for the summer or an appearance goal for the summer and you just didn't quite meet it. Maybe you have career goals that you just, you know, they haven't come to fruition. 
What's one moment recently where you felt disappointment that you can immediately impact? Now ask yourself, how can I give myself or someone else or maybe both some grace in this moment? Maybe there's a learning curve for you or something beyond your control that you're simply learning to navigate through to reach acceptance. Now ask yourself tool number two, how can I apply gratitude for that situation? What's the lesson here for me to learn that I can grow? Maybe it's a lesson in forgiveness, a lesson in skill set, a lesson in relationship building. What else can I appreciate or grow from this? Two tools, guys. Now, I hope today you can activate these two power tools, grace and gratitude. If you know of a mom that needs to hear this reminder today, go ahead and share it with her. We're not alone in our thoughts, guys. We're not alone in our struggles, in our insecurities. Who have you spoken to lately that has been vulnerable with you that can use these two tools? Invite her to the face group group at Daily Mom Joy, and let's just have more real mom shit conversation because that's reality, ladies. That's how we make wellness and joy into a daily habit. So I'll see you guys in the Facebook group to chat and let's just talk more. Let joy be your default and I will talk to you soon.